Hi everyone, this is Gireja, a linguistic by profession, a language enthusiast you can say. You're tuning into my podcast named Bahubhashik Talks. Bahubhashik Talks will invite language experts from all over the world. These experts will talk to us about languages, culture, literature and people. Hope you like it. Thank you so much. Hi Ashwin, how are you? Hi, I'm doing great. How are you? I am good too. Thank you so much. First of all, a very warm welcome to Bahubhashik Talks. I've been hunting for Persian expert for a very long time and I'm very glad yeah. that I could finally uh, find one. So why don't you start by introducing uh, yourself? Uh, yeah, like you said, I'm not, a, I'm not an expert actually. But yeah, I teach Persian and I'm learning Persian right now. So yeah, that, that kind of makes me kind of an expert. Yeah, sure. So my name is Ashwin, Ashwin Chitaling, and I am from Pune. I'm a Pune-based performing artist, Persian teacher, Persian student. And uh, also I do a lot of things in the realms of history, heritage, art, and culture, actually. So yeah, that's pretty much it, actually. So I think I think your life only revolves around Persia, isn't it? Uh, yeah, it sort of does, yeah. Uh, so you did... I'm uh, very much inspired by Persian language and Persian culture, so... You can say that. Okay, okay, that's great. So, where did you, where this inspiration really started from? Like, where did you find this inspiration to learn personal? Because it's a very different language, you know. Awareness about that language yeah, itself yeah. is, I don't know, is very common in India, especially. So, from where you found yeah. that inspiration to learn Persian? So, in India, especially North India, people are familiar with Persian that much, you know, because of Urdu influence and because of, uh, you know, they have more. Taluks, Taluks, that is relation or connection with Persian language because most of the North Indian languages or dialects are uh, influenced by Persian language. Even with Marathi, in Marathi we have a lot of Persian words, I mean, words of Persian origin actually. So we have borrowed it from Persian. So there is a connection and very few people are aware of that connection of Persian and Indic language actually. For me, it really started with a coincidence actually. I completed my Master's degree in Indology, actually. Mm-hmm. Indology is like uh, Indian history, you know, up until the 12th century, whatever happened in India, culturally, you know, socially, uh, religion-wise, everything is covered in Indology, actually. So I completed that, and I wanted to, I was interested in philosophy, actually. So I did my second master's in philosophy, but I was also interested in learning some language. Mm-hmm. And uh, some language that had some connection with India. So I wanted to learn Sanskrit, but I wanted to learn, you know, some Indian language like Bengali or Tamil or, you know, the language that has a lot of literature in it or something like that. Mm-hmm. So I came across this uh, course in Deccan College, Pune, which is not there anymore. So uh, my uh, star or my teacher was Sadir Bakhfalaki. Mm-hmm. And he was originally from Iran, actually. So I thought, ki, ha, native Iranians se hai, so let's let's go at it, you know, let's do this thing. Of course. So that's how it started. I just wanted to learn a new language. I was not aware of Persian as a, you know, like who the Persians are. I wasn't aware of Persian history, Persian culture, Persian food. But some jitna samaste, jitna jante, you know, Persian, like we have this Persian blue, mm-hmm. right? color mein. Persian blue, okay. Yeah, yeah. Persian, uh, Persian I don't know, Persian architecture, Indo-Persian architecture, that kind of thing. Uh-huh. But I wasn't really aware of, you know, 
फिर उसका दायरा क्या है उसका स्कोप क्या है पर्शियन का और एक बार आई डिसाइडेड कि मुझे यू नो आजू बाजू मेरे मेरे अराउंड लॉट ऑफ पीपल जर्मन जापनीज फ्रेंच स्पैनिश इंटरेस्टिंग A lot of words. Like for example, in Marathi, we have this dar thing. Okay, dar. Uh-huh. Okay, even dar door actually. Yeah. So this door is actually comes from dar Persian. Okay. Okay. And uh, the same dar that I'm talking about is dar. Mm-hmm. It is like used used like a suffix. Mm-hmm. So it is used like a you know uh, it's used for showing the connection between position and possessor. So mm-hmm. For example, dildar. Dildar means someone who has someone who has a heart. so that kardan in persian it means to converse or to to have a chat or to do some mulaqat like we are doing right now mm-hmm. so that is that is from that sohbat uh, marathi mein we have sohbat okay. so there are a lot of words like that and because of the babylonian empire which is called you know central india mein or deccan mein there was this sultanate there was this uh, empire called babylonian kingdom mm-hmm. so what they did was they, in the medieval era they made uh, persian their official language actually fourth language okay so after that a lot of you know this whole influence of persian on marathi language started so if you look at nyaneshwar maharaj's poetry mm-hmm. so which is which was before brahmani empire it is completely without farsi it's very farsiless and if you take a look at tukaram maharaj's poetry poetry mm-hmm. by tukaram saint like you no know, sanpa tukaram as we say so it has a lot of persian words so you can actually see the difference you can actually see yeah. the influence right yeah. right very interesting but then you know we don't see that influence now you know and then why do you think that 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 really what changed uh not really i i will say that we do see this you know this kind of influence on uh of persian on marathi but today you know nowadays because of english english is like you know eating everything out <laughs> yeah uh, english has its influence on everything almost everything in marathi may also we have a lot of influence of english right now right and that's not the case with only marathi actually you know in every language and just like we are adopting and we are taking some english words in our day to day vocabulary mm-hmm. they're also destroying english language in itself because indian english is completely different than you know what they call classical i'm not saying destroying as in you know completely butchering it but i'm just saying mm-hmm. we are making a new language of our own right. which has nothing to do with the classical british english you know which is which is making it into another like that's how dialects are born that's how urdu was born actually mm-hmm. so yeah that's that's that, that's that's why i think you know uh, persian ka zyada influence nahi hai abhi hum pe 
लेकिन यस फॉर श्योर इंग्लिश का है सो कोई भी किसी भी जुबान का हमारे यहाँ पे असर होना ही है और मुतासर होने ही वाला है किसी भी जुबान से बस वो जुबान बदलती रहेगी बिगिनिंग इट वॉज संस्कृत एक्चुअली Right, right, and also you didn't mention that you were lucky enough to get uh, education of Persian from native uh, person. So how was yes, it to yes, interact yes. with native? How how Iranians are as people? Oh, they're great actually. So my uh, ustad was Sadir Waksala ki, mm-hmm. and then after that I made a lot of Iranian friends from Instagram, you know, from Facebook and social media sites actually. So mm-hmm. I have this Puriya uh, Yushis. is one of my friends i have salma also she's uh, she's from shiraz actually and she takes care of the tourism man actually she's oh, like yeah. a tourist agent uh-huh. i have a lot of iranian friends and they are very happy go lucky people their roots are zoroastrian so zoroastrian was another religion mm-hmm. in iran mm-hmm. it's a pre islamic religion actually so they have a very happy go lucky you know they have a very happy go lucky way of living life and uh, they are like how pyo maza karo kind of thing mm-hmm. okay. so they are very and ka matlab jo mehman nawazi jise kehte hain mm-hmm. you know hospitality so they are very 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 much into that and they take these things very seriously and being a maharashtrian and marathi mm-hmm. i am not at all uh, you know uh, used to with this mehman nawazi because marathi people are very straight to the point baba kya hai you know like that uh-huh. so she told me that if i go to tehran and i take a taxi from airport to anywhere So the taxi wala will always say, "Nahi, he won't charge me for anything, you know." Oh. But it is their way of yeah, it is their way of taruf. Taruf is a culture. Uh-huh. They have this culture of taruf. Yani adbiyat se, you know, with uh-huh. with uh, politeness. Unka jo hai. Uh-huh. So because of that, they will always pehle refuse. Or any dukandar also see dukandar is also in Marathi. Yeah. It's actually, a completely different word. लेकिन बाकी शहरों में बाकी कल्चर में इतना foreigners and to offer free food to foreigners yeah, yeah, yeah. still is going yeah yeah it's still going on wow and they have a lot of fascination towards indians actually oh okay that's so nice. yeah the indian bola to they will be like bollywood and sole and raj kapoor uh-huh. they are like you know i met this uncle from iran he was from iran uh-huh. and i met him in a cafe in camp actually uh-huh. he, he was he, he came to one of my shows of rumi and the He said, "I would like to meet you." Mm-hmm. So, we met, and he was like, "I am a fan of Raj Kapoor," and he used to sing oh. Raj Kapoor's song. Yeah, oh. and he said, "Every one of us, we have a small group, and everyone is like fan of Shole and you know, Bachchan Sahab and everything." So yeah, I think Bollywood has reached everywhere. I mean, uh, from out of all the podcasts yeah, yeah. which I have hosted, and especially foreign people who <laughs> came, they did have some of the yeah. other introduction to Bollywood. Yeah, yeah. I think the first introduction yeah. impression about India starts from Bollywood itself. Bollywood, yes, definitely. Uh, yeah, and also what I've heard of is there is a uh, English language introduction to Indian people is very less. When I say very less, I think they get introduction. 
introduced to english when they come out of iran maybe to you know for higher education right, right. their mathematics yeah. is also being taught in uh, persian and so right, how right. do they really cope up with western countries or with people from outside iran who doesn't really know persian yeah. how did they cope up with that dynamics yes yeah, so it's not that a you know it's not that problem of that much intensity i would say mm-hmm. because like you said they are familiar i mean uh, like you said you said some mathematics and science they have this uh, curriculum in their school uh, in persian actually mm-hmm. but they are pretty familiar with english actually okay because you know because they uh, i don't know somehow they are i just i just like to say somehow they are mm-hmm. i don't know how but uh, maybe they are watching english films or something like that but they are i mean not very well in english but yes it's not like they they don't know english altogether you know some you know kuch to baat kar sakte hain if you don't know persian yeah. and say at least something any especially if you're familiar with indian urdu ra mm-hmm. so you can definitely talk to a person without knowing persian ha uh, okay that's very interesting yes yeah. yeah. so even if you don't know then native ki persian ki bhi bahut dialects hai you know right so even if you don't know persian you can talk to them in hindi or urdu Mm-hmm. basic basic app you know you can just it's a very fun experience right yeah. right and i think uh, they are also culturally very different people than western countries i mean their idea of culturally appropriate principles are a lot different yeah. than uh, compared to west and i think compared to india also so you know while really communicating yeah, yeah. about their uh, beliefs about life their idea about life how do they manage yeah. that first to i believe in india mm-hmm. india is a you know such a vast country both regionally and uh, philosophically also mm-hmm. you will find every you know you will find every belief here so i i would say ki utna bhi uh, diversity nahi hai iran mein jitna india mein mm-hmm. uh, you know with thoughts and uh, different types of religious ideas or you know like you said lifestyle ideas you know mm-hmm. the way you should live mm-hmm. but all in all they are like very merry people and they are very uh, you know jaise uh, what do i say jaise umar khayyam is one of the one of the uh, this one i mean the people i have met uh, they have constantly told me that they are just what they just want to read poetry they just want to drink mai that is sarab or mm. wine and they just want to enjoy life so mm. most of the people are like that i know for sure okay and uh, just like in every country there are some people who are religious extremists and like that so there are there are few religious extremists there mm-hmm. but let's not get into that because so yeah, of course of course yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah. so that's pretty much it Yeah. yeah and is it like influence uh, or the influence by literature which they read or what sort of a literature is based on iran's literature wow a lot because they read a lot of hafiz actually hafiz huh. shirazi Uh-huh. they are like iran's almost national poet mm-hmm. and hafiz shirazi is constantly attacking the so pseudo religious people you know those who so in persia in persian poetry and persian language or even in urdu there is this word called zahir 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 yani kya hota hai zahir yani someone who is who's like pious you know pavitra mm-hmm. but he is not i mean that person is not completely he's just pretending to be pavitra kind of thing. oh okay so you know religious kind of log hai jo zahir kehte hai to he's written a lot of poetry about his zahir tendency you know you are just forcing other people to 
you know, you're forcing your beliefs and on other people, but you're also not completely pure. Right. Like that kind of thing. So he criticizing religion, religious extremism. Mm-hmm. He's uh, more into wine. He's more into, I don't know, eyebrow of the beloved and, you know, like that. And uh, like, you know, the presses of the beloved, that kind of thing. Mm-hmm. So whole of the uh, Persian people's mood, you know, or the way they celebrate them, their idea of celebration is Diwale half is Lelo Hart, then one of those uh, Navruz. Navruz is one of the celebrations in this, one of the major festivals in Iran. Mm-hmm. So, this time they just read half is and eat together and you know share things together. They also have this thing called Fale half is. Fale half is, it's like fortune cookies, you know, fortune cookies. Yeah. yeah. What, what yeah. So, whatever is written, is going to happen to you, kind of thing. Mm-hmm. So, they have this kind of ritual. Mm-hmm. That they will think of a question in their mind, na? any question. Mm-hmm. Like that can be any question. When will I get my girlfriend or whatever? Mm-hmm. Okay, think like that. And you are supposed to open a ghazal of like a page of the book written by Hafiz actually. And it's going to first ghazal, first share that is going to answer your question. Okay, it's like a Bhagavad Gita for them. Sort of like thing, yeah. So it's like, uh, you know, it's like half is this fortune cookies sort of thing. Like, okay, wow. This is interesting. You know, like, like, so examples like these make uh, Persian people very in the moment, jine wale log kind of thing. Right. Right, right, right. And uh, so do you find any similarities between India as a whole country and be it a literature aspect, cultural aspect, or how we lead our lives versus how, uh, what happens back in Iran? Uh, yeah, a lot. Because, see, I'm a student of uh, Indology, like I told you. So exactly. Yeah. Yeah. I know that there were some people, I mean, uh, ancient Sanskrit, the Vedic Sanskrit, and the pe- the, the language that the proto-Persian people, proto-Iranian people used to speak, which is like Zen Davistaki, your language, old Persian, mm-hmm. they're very closer to each other. They're almost, I mean, if you read this Zen Davista, Zen Davista is exactly like a Vedic text, okay? They're talking about Yadnya and they're talking about some gods and things like that. So, if you read that, you'll feel that you're reading Sanskrit, actually. Oh. Unfortunately, I don't know any old Persian texts or any old Persian verses like that. Mm-hmm. But you'll feel that you are reading Sanskrit, actually. Even uh, if you go and uh, take a look at their old inscription, na, Persian ke jo old inscriptions, hai, mm-hmm. unko bhi agar aap dekhe, to you'll feel like you're reading Sanskrit, almost. Oh. So, they're to uh, the Persian language is very close to Sanskrit that, that I knew but there are very small things which are like you know like you said culturally both similarities hai. Mm-hmm. Yeah, fir, uh, food ke se. Amara, zyada food jo hai, wo Iran se influenced hai. like we have samosa mm-hmm. I found out this 13th century samosa recipe yeah. so that was called sam- sambuse back then yeah. and they used uh, this one saffron ka saffron flavored water dalted in So very royal people they are, you know, because yeah. they have a lot of, mm-hmm. lot of fruits, a lot of uh, dry fruits kind of thing. And uh, so, you know, Utajo in the, I mean, people in the Persian people are having breakfast. They won't have just, you know, chai market. If you are really looking for a good Persian breakfast, then some dry fruits will be included, some kind of cheese, you know, cheese will be included, some kind of berries will be included. 
so it is their idea of a best you know good breakfast ideal breakfast okay. so from this small things you notice ki how how royal they are you know how yeah. uh, you know very you know nawabi shock karte hai na he's like that right right yeah. Right, right. And since now we are coming to the end of the podcast, and you know, I can really uh, feel your passion for the language, culture, and the whole of yeah. Persia. So, so what message you would like to give to the people who uh, would like to pursue uh, their career maybe in Persian language, or would like to now after this podcast learn the language? So I'll just twist your question a bit. Mm-hmm. I don't think any language should be learned for career purposes. You know? Okay. Because Let me tell you an example. When I when I was learning Persian, na, so I had a lot of I had few classmates. Few of them were there for uh, reading Persian on coins, okay, on Mughal coins or on medieval coins. Mm-hmm. There was a lot of Persian, so just wanted to read that. Mm-hmm. Then few other were few others were there for reading this uh, Persian documents and everything, you know, mm-hmm. decipher and everything. Farman and letters written by Aurangzeb, or I don't know things oh, like that or rulers yeah. like that. Huh. They wanted to read that. There was this another group. They were there for a better understanding of Urdu language. Okay. Mm. So they said we feel actually because Urdu is the mixture of Persian and Sanskrit or Indic languages. Mm-hmm. So they were there for कि हम Persian पढ़ लेंगे Urdu अच्छी तरीके से हमें समझ में आएगी. They were there for that. Mm. There were very few people who were there for learning Persian. <laughs> Everyone was there for learning Persian for achieving something else. Right. So I think that. I I I mean I I am kind of uh, against this thought that uh, you know you should learn any language for you know making a career out of it because career is a very different thing and it has a very it has a lot of social and economical connotations to it. But if you learn a language and if you love a language, you get something more out of that, which maybe your career won't be able to give. So mm-hmm. I would just say to. Anyone who's interested in languages, learn the language for the language and not for anything else. That way, you'll be. I mean, once you learn the language, you can always use it for something. It's not like you're not going to use it for to earn money or something like that. But don't keep an objective in your mind and then use language as some kind of means to an end. Language in itself isn't like a is an end. Okay. And you know, because we say that learning a language is a lifelong process. Yeah. So yeah, that that's what. I, That's what I truly feel. Actually. Yeah, I think very well quoted. <laughs> Now I think this podcast has to end on some poet by Rumi, and also you know we would like you to explain it of for our audience. Okay, let me just <clears throat> think of something. Yeah, so which one was that? I um, one of my favorite shares by Rumi is this one mm-hmm. that. Uh, जल गया 